Come on, you yellows. Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today. Welcome to the original, the Talker United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore. We'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Welcome to another Yellow Army podcast. From North Korea. From North Korea. We'll <laughs> talk about that in a minute. Um, yeah, it, uh, Rich, I was ho- so hoping that we would have something positive to talk about yeah, this well, week. We, we can try and find some positives. We can try and find... We, I mean, this is traditionally the glass half full podcast, yeah. which I know sends people round the bend. Yeah. But um, it's very, very hard at the moment. It was another poor display on Saturday against yeah. Slough. Uh, we there, all... there were there were points in the game where you you thought okay this is changing but uh, not enough of them you know, no the, near the end of the day them. it was four three whatever you could yeah that's that's three times the last four games that they've let in four goals yeah it's not and we led three good. times and yeah. allowed Slough to get we'll talk about that in some more detail yeah. later on we all wanted to go to Taunton on Tuesday night well not everyone well, I was looking forward to a game of football <laughs> I was looking forward to a game of football and. Uh, <clears throat> It was horrible that weather, wasn't it? I it was, was. So the, the the paper deadline is on Tuesday afternoon, sort of late, and I was sitting there with a the back page talking about the fact that last night they were in Taunton, da 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 da, and thinking, come on, just make call, a decision. Call it off. Yeah, yeah. Well, they said they were going to do it in the morning, and yeah. it was it was after it was twelve. Better o'clock, in the morning, yeah, wasn't it, it though? Was. And I'm sure that once that rain really, I spoke to Nick Broderick for for the back page piece, and he's in Somerset, yeah. and he was he was saying it's peeing it down outside yeah. at the moment I can't see the game being on and an hour right. later it was off we'll talk about that a little bit later on and two really difficult away trips this week yeah Saturday intensely difficult away trip I would say <coughs> Tuesday a game that we um, that we should uh, that we should win I had a look on the Farnborough website this morning yep. uh, it says on there that it's comedy night at Farnborough tomorrow I think they've got the date wrong they've got it the says date Tuesday wrong. isn't yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> perfect yes short talk okay uh, Gary Johnson's press conference this morning. Uh, yep. One, two, three, four of us at Gary Johnson's press conference this morning. Unusual. The press was uh, well represented this yeah. morning. I so mean, there have been weeks in the last couple of months when there's been one of us. You'll hear, um, you'll hear four, or you'll hear different voices. You'll hear Ian from the club. You'll hear Alan from Radio Devon. You'll yeah. hear me and you, and you'll hear Tim Herbert. Yeah. From the Torbay Weekly. Yeah. Um, so those. Are I don't think you hear me. I think I, I I just let you all get on with it, <laughs> and then I ask some off the record questions. I know. Uh, let's have a listen. Uh, we'll be back as ever on the other side of Gary Johnson. So Gary, looking back at last Saturday's uh, loss to Slough, three times in the lead, must have been very frustrating on the, on the touchline. Not to have, have killed that game off. Yeah, it was. We was a couple of minutes away from a decent victory, three two. Um, and at that point, uh, Jarves came on, so everybody was happy and it was a great cheer for him, which is great. We've all been looking forward to getting him back. And then uh, they tried to, well, they did put us under pressure for the last, in fact, we, we had a couple of chances in that last four or five minutes, but so did they and, and they took theirs. And uh, so it was, in the end, we were, we were gutted, all of us, because it would have been a, 
a decent uh, day's work if we'd have won it 3-2 because uh, every time they came back we went we went ahead so it was good to get the three goals but not good to let four in and uh, we, we, we're trying to address that as we, as we go on you know, every day we, we address it um, and so we've got to be, be better in our defending and uh, we shouldn't have to score three goals to score four or five goals to win a game so we've, we've got to address that for sure. As you alluded to there, the return of Aaron Jarvis, another one coming back from the injury list. We obviously saw Acer go down with a, with a bit of a knock last week. Any news on that? Yeah, he'll be out for probably a couple of weeks. Um, it was a calf, calf injury. It's a shame. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's, he won't be playing for the next couple of weeks. Now, we are a bad one at the moment. How does a manager of your credibility your um, experience in the game, I'm sure you've had many situations like this before. How do you turn these things around? <laughs> Million dollar question. You keep believing, keep going, um, because just before that poor run, we had a very good run. Um, and we've had to bring in players, players that are not used to us, our system, used to other players around them. And we're trying very quickly to, to get them as a unit. Uh, and uh, and we, haven't, we haven't, don't seem to have quite got that just yet with this new group. Um, some of them that have come back from injury, they're, <coughs> excuse me, they're, they're probably haven't been 100%, but how do you get them to 100%? You have to play them. And uh, as you say, yeah, we, we just got to believe in each other. Um, players are as disappointed as everyone else that we're on this little bit of a run. But we have to stay, stay positive because there's 15 games left. There's still a lot of points to go. And uh, I know people were a bit frustrated with us, but um, you know, this, what we're doing is what we've got to do. And, uh, and then hopefully we can turn it around and get a bit of a, a run together. I know we say that after every defeat, but uh, what else can you say? You know, we're working hard. As long as you're working hard and you're believing in each other, then uh, you know, the management, staff, directors, some supporters, most supporters, maybe not, I don't know. But, um, you know, it's, uh, unfortunately, we're, you know, the, the atmosphere is a little bit down. And we'd like it to be up a bit, but that's the nature of a losing run as well. So, uh, but you know, we'll keep going. And as I said before, we, we try and win these people back as we go along. Tottenham game got obviously postponed on Tuesday. Has that given the, the, the squad the chance to <laughs> a bit of rest and recuperation as well as being able to, to do some more stuff out on the training room? Yeah, yeah, we've had a few days extra training, so that's, that's quite good. Some that have been playing with little niggles, um, gives them a, a, a few days more to, to uh, get back to you know, having no feelings of, I wonder if my hamstring's gonna go or my calf. But um, yeah, so it's given us that little respite, but it'll come again later because you know, there's, there's not many dates that we can fit games in anymore. So, I mean, we were disappointed that the game was 
uh, postponed. You know, make no mistake about that. We we wanted to play the game, but obviously weather conditions and their pitch situation um, is a difficult one. This weekend then, Braintree uh, start off two tough away games, Farnborough next Tuesday. But Braintree uh, on a good run at the moment, won four of their last five. It'll be tough cookies to crack like they were when we beat them to one well at uh, Playmore back in August. Yeah, I mean if you're not playing at the top of your game, then they're all tough cookies. But um, So that's why we need to uh, get it going and uh, make it more comfortable for, for ourselves, that bit of confidence um, that the players can give to each other, the supporters can give to the players, the players can give to the supporters, you know, that sort of all-round club confidence needs to, uh, needs to come back. And it, I mean, two tough games, you don't mind tough games when you need to get, get a result because it uh, focuses you on how important these, uh, all these games are. Uh, Aaron Jarvis, is he ready to start, do you think? Um, he's ready to start. Whether he'll finish is, is, a, is another thing. Um, when you've got a, a sort of like a smallish squad, it's, it is getting bigger. Um, which is why you know, we brought Dwayne in as another, as another striker. Um, we haven't picked the team yet uh, for Saturday, but um, he looked very sharp when he came on, so I was really pleased with that. It was a, it created a, um, you know, a, a bit more of a positive atmosphere because everybody was pleased to see him, which was great. We're pleased to see him, and uh, but we, I'm not sure that we're not sure he's not sure where he's got 90 minutes in him. But you know, it's uh, so we wait, we wait and see. We see how he comes in and how he feels, and but uh, I think he's ready to go now. I mean, we all know what a good striker he is at this level, the goals he brings, that sort of thing. The fact that he may be ready to start on Saturday, does that mean you have a little bit of a luxury of being able to concentrate a little bit more on the defensive areas that you've been talking about? Well, we don't neglect the defensive areas. Um, you know, it's a game, it's a team game, but there's individuals in that, in that team game. So you have to coach everybody individually and in the team tactics team philosophy and all that sort of thing. Um, of course, we're not the only team that does that. Everybody else does that as well. And sometimes things don't quite go right for you and sometimes they do go right for you. We've got to fight our way out of this uh, poor run of games, or poor run of results. Um, and I think we'll do that. And I've said that every week so far. But uh, until there's you know, it's impossible to uh, to get into those playoffs. We'll keep we'll keep fighting. You've been a manager for a long time. Is this the most difficult period you've gone through? It's one of them. Yeah, I mean, there's been very good times, and there's been times when you have to fight out of uh, a problem. Uh, even in the successful times, you you have some games, some periods of games where you. you you're having runs of defeats. You just got to make sure that uh, you get it right. Come the business end of the season, which is now, um, and we've got to get back up into those playoffs as, as quickly as possible. And I still believe that we can. I think with experienced players, they're aware of the saying: "Don't get too high when you win. Don't get too low when you lose." 
Is that something that younger players don't necessarily appreciate? You know, they perhaps do get a bit too down sometimes when you're on this sort of run. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure they're, they're disappointed. They're definitely obviously disappointed because they all want to play well for themselves, the team, the supporters, the, you know, the club. Um, but, and I see it in their training, that they, they, they're desperate to turn it around. Uh, they see it in their management team that we're desperate to turn it around. And, uh, and only they can tell you people, as I can, but you might believe them more, um, that we work very hard on, 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 what, we're, on what we're doing. And uh, we're, still, we're not out of it. And I still maintain that. And I think this, this group, these group of lads, will, will turn it around pretty quick. Already talked about Aaron, injury wise, otherwise, how are you looking? Um, yeah, well, Acer, as we said, is, is, is probably not going to be available. Um, the week that we've had where we've been able to train uh, a couple more days rather than have the game on the Tuesday means that we didn't get any injuries throughout the week. So uh, we're pretty much as, as we were, not to only Aaron coming back and um, yeah, and just him coming back really and everyone else who's been injured is, is still not available. Okay, thanks a lot. Thank you, Gary. No it's been a long, bad run. And as you mentioned just there, there's no point scoring three goals if you then go and let four in at the other end. Mm. What's been going on in training this week that's going to turn that around? Well, you have to, you get your, your shape, which we always do anyway. Um, you've got an opposition that are trying very hard to break you down as well. Um, so you don't always get that in, in training. But um, you, know, you just have to keep faith in the lads. We've had a couple of bad games, as in the 4 niller and so on and so forth. Um, but. Uh, you just keep working and you know what it's like. Some, sometimes you can not play well and win a game. Uh, sometimes you can play well and not win a game. You know, I thought we, we played all right against Slough, but I thought they, they played all right as well. And um, so that's where we are. We keep, I mean, I'll give you the tactics and I'll tell you exactly what we're doing, but we'll be here sometime. So you have to as well get the individual to um, pick up when he needs to, tackle when he needs to, um, not leave anybody free in the area and there's all lots of different exercises that you have to do, practices that you have to do to, um, to make sure that they, that comes out on a, on a Saturday or a Tuesday. And bringing injured players back in as you have done with Aaron and there are other injured players to come. We haven't talked about this for a couple of seasons, but does that kind of make the case for having some kind of reserve team where you could give players 90 minutes, competitive minutes, before you actually have to bring them on? Yeah, that's the perfect scenario. Um, you know, years ago when there used to be the football combination where kids could play with pros that were coming back from injury, but now you've got the you know, under-21s, and yeah, it would, be, it would be great, but some clubs haven't got that capacity to have two teams. So what we have to do, we have to create that 11 v 11 sometimes during the week for the injured players and to work on your, on your players that are in the first team already. Um, so when they come back, come into us from injury, they're always fit 
you know, they've, they've worked hard in the gym, they've worked hard on the training pitch, like a pre-season. And, uh, and then it's just that match sharpness, which is so important. And you only get that from matches. And so, uh, yeah, that, that is a, uh, something that ideally you could have, but uh, there's not too many. It's, it's difficult with the leagues, I suppose. Yeah. Putting a team in the South Devon League was discussed a few seasons ago, but didn't happen. No, well, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a difficult one. And it is something that would be great if you could, but at this moment in time, you can't. Yeah, I was just going to go on from Guy's point. I remember a few years ago there was real talk about putting a team in the Peninsula League, which is a decent level, and I know Argyle did it, and it's quite a nice bridge for the 18s as well. I know it's sort of a bit fanciful now, but would it be beneficial if your 18s got a bit of men's football rather than that huge jump up into playing National League South? It would, um, but the situation at this club is our youth team is, you know, uh, is alongside the South Devon College team. Yeah. So they play enough games as it is, you know, mm. playing for Torquay United and playing for the college team. So another, you wouldn't get many of those boys being able to play three games, three games in a week. So that's, you know, we wouldn't be able to do that. You, we'd have to change the uh, structure to getting uh, more professionals in. Um, the lads would have to be sort of like apprentices, if you like, you know, that part, the young lads. Um, that it would be difficult to change that structure right, right this minute, whether we do or they do in the future, I don't know. But um, yeah, it'd be great. I'd say the combination used to be fantastic when I was at Watford. You know, Would there be any scope for perhaps the, the stronger 18s physically to go on a quick loan at somewhere like Brixham, Buckland? Well, we try and do that. We try and do that. Um, but even those, you know, the lads have still got to play yeah. in the Torquay team. And then, and then, for instance, we've had lads going out on loan. They've got to be ready, of course, because the, the team that wants to loan these lads might feel you know, they've got enough. They might come and say, have you got such and such? So at the moment, no, we haven't, because they're, they're playing for uh, two other teams, you know, i.e. Torquay and, uh, and, and the college. So they can't, you know, A, they don't want to lose their, their players. B, we do do it. I mean, we did it with nearly all the lads uh, season and season before that, but um, teams have got to want to take these players as well, or need them. Yeah. It's tricky as the balance with the college as well. Yeah, so exactly, yeah, exactly. Cool. Thank you. But, I mean, I will say that we, like today, we've got four or five of the boys coming in today and tomorrow. Um, we, we blood them in by putting them on the bench just so they get that experience of the dressing room, um, <clears throat> that's what we try and do, and then it doesn't become too uh, much of a shock to them on and off the field if they need to be around us. Uh, so, and you know, they, they, they're doing all right at the moment, the kids, you know, they've had a few good results, and uh, we, we, we're going to have to make decisions on a few of them pretty soon. But um, as I say, we get them into training and we see them. 
uh, we'll probably play the odd 11v11 with them um, and just see which ones are, are up, to, up to scratch. Okay, good to hear from Gary this morning. Um, just rewind a little bit to the introduction that we did to the podcast. Let's deal with that North Korea thing to okay. begin with. Somebody said on um, social media, uh, sent me a message over the weekend saying, looking forward to your podcast, basically, but it's all getting a bit North Korea. It was all a bit, we give a bit propaganda really? for the club. Um, obviously, I'm going to say that I don't agree with that, but no. I don't think we're asking the same questions that all the fans are asking. There isn't a question that the fans have asked that we haven't asked yeah. Gary Johnson. We haven't asked him in quite the same terms. We have, we've asked him maybe a little bit more diplomatically, but we asked him specifically last week, are you going and if not, why not? And he said no, and this is the reason. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the big question. That's the burning question. So that was the reason that I wrote that column this week and I got accused of being a Gary Johnson apologist, yeah. which I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I mean, if you actually think about that term, what does it mean? I mean, we do have a relationship with the club. We do have a relationship with Gary because we've been seeing the whites of Gary's eyes every Thursday yeah. morning for the last five and a half years. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the background. But I don't think that we've shirked the questions. And uh, also, once he's given an answer, you can't keep asking the same question hoping for a different answer. Um, See, that's the point. It's not the questions that people don't like. It's the answers that people don't yeah, like. And I get yeah. that. But we're trying to do what we can. But asking the same question over again. Are you going? Are you going? Are you going? No, 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 no. And he said it again this morning. Yeah. Yeah. So so my column that I wrote last week, <coughs> or sorry, on Tuesday, was literally explaining the point that we have asked Gary if he's going anywhere. He says No. The board don't seem to want him to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So they say no. So carrying on with the Gary out chance all the way through games and affecting players, younger players, through that kind of mm. horrible atmosphere, it's not worth doing it. There is a feeling that going to a game, you feel a little, you're a little bit apprehensive going to a game because you don't quite know how it's going to go. You know that the protesters are going to exercise their absolute right yeah, to protest. No. I'm not, uh, at no point in that column <coughs> did I say that, <coughs> excuse me, should they not be protesting? It's my opinion that they perhaps mm. shouldn't be a protesting. I've not said they shouldn't protest. Mm. I'm saying that my opinion is I don't think it's a good idea. Right at the end of the column, I say, but everyone has their own opinion. Yeah. Um, I think half the problem with, with with some of these some of the some of the comments about um, the column, yeah, on the Devon Live posting on Facebook, so so underneath that is that De Devon Live write the headline, yeah, uh, yeah, and and the preamble that goes on. I think people read that, and I think quite a few people then don't even click onto the comment. Uh, sorry, that's, click onto the column and read it. Yeah. That's the way people consume. That is the way people, they read the yeah. headlines on yeah. Facebook and then don't actually click through to the mm. column. Now, I'm, I'm sure most people did click through to the yeah. column and start reading it. But I wonder how many people got through to the end. Yeah. But and also, as for asking questions of Gaming International, everybody knows we've done that we've done we've sent them questions we've asked for sit down interviews i think i don't it, even get a reply from george osborne uh, george osborne george, they, they uh, george edwards person. yeah um, george, i don't even get a reply from george edwards so 
we, you know, yeah. we're, I mean, we're asking, we've asked the same questions. I think in a small way, whereas the, the the supporters trust did it in a big way to persuade the club to have that online forum, yeah. which was useful. They may have to do it again. And the, the elephant in the room is that there will come a point, if we carry on losing football matches, there will come a yeah. point where the board and Gary will have to decide if he's the right man to take yeah. us forward. Um, I mean, that, that will come. They, 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 well, I, I, say, I, I say in my column that it will come at the end of the season if we don't go up. I'm not sure it will. I think okay. if we keep losing matches, uh, th- yeah, and I'm not, I'm not forth- forecasting that we're going to keep losing matches. No. I mean, we're not going to go on a, a run of, of t- twenty matches, or was it fifteen? So it'll be, it would be twenty. Yeah, twenty. Well, yeah. I mean, if you just keep on losing them, then I, my argument's dead anyway, because you've got to do something. But um, I don't think we're just going to keep on losing them. We are at the moment. Uh, it's since December the 16th when we were second in the league yep. um, we've but this won. is the second time this season we've gone from second in the league down we, did, we had a slump in the yep. Dartford game after the, that awful game at Dartford yep. but this one has been a that, I mean that was that was a little bit of a freak because of the other results that happened around us we lost and all the teams below us won because we picked up again the following week and we were back up to sixth or seventh the following week yeah now I'm talking about earlier on in the season when we were second we dropped yeah. right down yeah so it's the second time we've reached second and then dropped by virtue of losing a lot of games in a row mm. but one win in ten yeah. and we're now eleventh in the league um, it's one win in ten, is it? It's one win in ten. We're five points off the playoff places. We're twenty-four points behind Yeovil. Yeah. Uh, everybody says just forget Yeovil. Yeah. But at the start of the season, so many people said we measure ourselves against Yeovil because yeah. we came down with them. We should be able to go back up with them. And you measure yourself against Yeovil, and we're twenty-four points shy yeah. of where we should be on Yeovil. It, as I said to Gary, this is a long, bad run. Yeah. I don't want... Yeah. We, we could oh, he knows that, though. Someday. Yeah. It's not... Yeah. <laughs> it's but, stupid. No, no, exactly. Yeah. Let's talk about last Saturday, then. Um, a game that should have been a thriller. A, a seven-goal... A 4-3 game should have you on the edge of your seat. You should be loving every rock and roll moment of yeah. a game like that. Yeah. But it wasn't. Because every time we went in front, there was that nagging feeling you knew they were going to come back. Mm. I thought we might draw it. I didn't think we'd lose it. Um, it should have been a game for Will Jenkins Davies' scrapbook. Yeah, he was should close, have been a game. close to a hat-trick, wasn't he, at one point? Should have been a game that him and his family could have taken away and yeah. loved forever. A couple of goals in the game that ends the losing run. Yeah. The first goal was a peach. Yeah. Um, turn, lovely turn in the box. Yeah. Both of those... His goals. The other one was a header from a from a Dean Moxie long throw, and he flicked it lovely past the goalkeeper. Yeah. But both of those goals, he was gifted space by the fact that they were so worried about uh, Achimpong. Yeah, that they That's a very that good they point. they yeah. they yeah. dropped their armour where Will Jenkins Davis was was concerned. Because you look at at Dwayne Ofori Achimpong playing, sometimes you think, what's he doing? You know, yeah. he's not getting on the, the defenders end. know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. and Lucas Kovalan knew yeah. what he was doing at Maidstone. Um, <coughs> you know, he gets in the way, he gets <coughs> his me. elbows in, he gets, <coughs> he pushes and he shoves, and he, like you say, he creates space. <coughs> I've got a little tickle in my throat, you have, haven't you? I had it last night as well. It wouldn't go away. Shocker. Uh, he creates space for other players, as you say. Um, a lot of space in that game as well. 
Good goal from Tom Lapsley. Yeah. It was actually better because obviously where I'm standing over in the sort of just opposite the player's yep. entrance on the pop side, it was a long way away from it. It was actually better uh, on the TV. It was a better finish than it looked from where I was. No, it was good. Good finish. Um, but but they kept coming we back. We lose it. Yeah. We defended awful, awfully. Um, was it I, their second goal? We <clears> had <throat> so many chances to clear the yeah, ball. Nobody yeah. would put their laces through it and launch it into Marnham Road, which right. is what it needed. The defending was shocking on Saturday. There's no no point in saying otherwise. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure they all... I'm sure it's been explained to all of them during the course of this week. I mean, the fact that we're, the, we're going back to the, the four goals in three games, mm. that's... There's something that... The defence hasn't been a major problem all se- up until this point of the no. season, I don't think. It's been numbers and individual players not performing as well as they should be the defence hasn't actually and with, with with the long run when it was Dean and Ollie yeah. as the two centre-backs it was quite effective well we're missing Ollie aren't we we're missing Ollie we're missing Thomas Ollie. in the last couple of games uh, there was a hole in the middle of the yeah. defence where he should have been yeah. uh, positives difficult Aaron Jarvis coming back on See, what a lovely cheer that was, that yeah. moment when he yeah. came on. Everyone suddenly got behind... Jarvis' back. Yeah. 20 games he missed. Yeah. Since Western. Feels like it, three um, and a half months. Uh, that was a positive. Jude, um, Arkel Jude Boyd, again. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's a good player. I mean, QPR know what they're doing. He's a decent player. He's good to watch. Yeah. Um, I can't think of many other positives apart from the mascot and his little lap of honour. Yeah, I, I texted you, didn't I? It was brilliant. It was just before kickoff, wasn't it? Well, Steve, El- Steve Elwood was, looks after the mascots. Yeah. He's just standing there in the middle of the pitch going, where's he going? Well, if you didn't see him, he actually did. He ran along the touchline from halfway down into the boots and laces corner. Turned. Waving to the crowd. Waving to everyone. Um, and the then re- finally realised that Steve was gesturing him back onto the pitch. That's it. Because the referee and the skippers were ready in the middle to yeah. toss the coin and have the pictures taken. A run. The mascot was not going to be denied <laughs> his lap of honour. So that was actually, that was the best thing about yeah, the whole afternoon. Yeah. Uh, so if you're listening, if your parent, grandparent or whatever of the mascot, he made our day. There was another interesting uh, thing about Saturday. So uh, <clears throat> we got got there quite early, and there was no Slough press. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Slough's website team turned up. Five, of, five of them. Team? Five of them. Um, so you you're a so one man print and website team. You yeah, do, you do the lot. Well, for the paper, no, this was the clubs Slough Good Towns. Wait, yeah. So there was there was five of them. Uh, that, we, that had to fit in which is fair enough but it just means you had to close up and stuff yeah it did look quite cramped yeah. from a distance um, they were a bit uh, I, the age of some of these people annoy me a bit and their knowledge but anyway that's beside the point <laughs> Slough have, have employed them to do the job and it's not yeah. my place to tell Slough who they employ however the, the, the one guy that seemed to be in charge uh, was, was, was a pleasant lad I chat with him before the game only after the game did I realise, or did did it become apparent that he's a Talk United fan. <laughs> so he had a night, nightmare of it. Well, do you, is it nightmare or is it you know what kind of day was it for him? Yeah, it depends. It depends what what kind of a professional he is. Exactly. Is, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, I think I think one of the young young website people shouted out, "Whoa, it's brilliant!" And he shouted back, "Not really." 
<laughs> it was a strange afternoon. Yeah, it really was. It was. It, it, you should. You should have come away. From they did party like there. they just beat Manchester United yeah. in the FA Cup, yeah. and that says volumes about teams coming to play more, doesn't it? When they react like they did, their manager reacting like he did to every goal, like it was the FA Cup winner, yeah. and then they. All getting together in front of the, the 80 or whatever, 90, 90 yeah, they, fans. They a few fans yeah. played to them. They were noisy too. Yeah. Um, it's noisier in that corner, isn't it, than if they were on the away yeah, end. Yeah, I think That's, it is. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit of probably echo. not a very clever thing for the club to do. They should put them in the big away end where they're yeah. probably not going to be as heard as much. And when you listen to the soundtrack of the highlight or match highlights... They don't could, stop. There's yeah. probably a very good reason why there isn't an effects mic over the pop side at the moment. Yeah. But you can all you can hear is the away fans. Yeah. So mate, whatever. <coughs> uh, and Asa Hall injured. Yeah. He'll be out for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, you just you, your heart sinks when players go down. Yeah. Doesn't it sounds it? like McGavin's going to be all right. Yeah. I hadn't realised he was injured. I yeah. Thought it was he a went tactical, off. He went off with a bit of a. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? We should have been at Taunton. Tuesday. Yep. We were all G'd up for Taunton. How are they going to get 20-odd games played on that, 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 that pitch in the, in, the, in the remainder of the season? We've been postponed there on November the 21st, December the 19th and February the 15th. Yeah. I Three think, postponements. Yeah, I think one of them was because... Was the first one a Somerset Cup match? Somerset Cup something? match, which yeah. now, looking back on it, seems ludicrous. Yeah. they've had. I had a little look on my the app on my phone uh, that gives me the football scores and you can go back through people's fixtures they've had 10 games postponed yeah. now at least one probably more uh, because of cup commitments yeah. and other teams playing in the trophy or yeah. whatever but even so on a pitch that's clearly vulnerable to a bit of water I don't know if is it really low lying Taunton I don't know Taunton generally is a low lying kind of a place it? so, it's on the levels yeah. um how on earth? How many games have they got to fit? Talk about the water table, like Mike Bateson used to talk about the water table all the time. Did he? Obsessed with water tables. The water table. Yeah. Well, the water table at Newton Abbott Racecourse. That's why he was obsessed oh, with right, it, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's terrible over there. If you haven't watched it for a while, if you want to cheer yourselves up, girls fans, go on YouTube and find our crossbar challenge. Then you'll see all about the water yeah. table at Newton Abbott <laughs> Racecourse. But uh, we digress. So, how many games have they got to fit in? 20, 20 I believe. 20, them and, Tor- and Truro. Yeah. I think so. I think they... Um, look, that was a figure that, <coughs> without uh, without checking it up, I heard somewhere this week... It's about 20 games. It's about 20 games. In, there's about 65 days yeah. of the season remaining. Yeah. So they're going to be playing probably Saturday, Tuesday. I don't know what... what might what, have to play I don't know what Truro were thinking. Absolutely not. I mean... It's interesting. I did the back page of the Cornish papers this week, and I, 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 the statement that Truro put out about moving from Parkway to mm. um, Taunton thanked everyone: yeah. National League, yeah. Taunton, my mate's mum. <laughs> but they didn't thank Parkway. There's been a bit of a falling out. Yeah, I think so. What would be to stop them playing somewhere like Coach Road? I don't think you could play National League level games at Coach Road. They don't get big crowds, Truro. No, I know. I mean, if they were at home to Yeovil or I think like if that. it was a, ne- a necessity to get the get games done, I mm. think that might end up yeah. being a, a, a thought about scenario. But um, I mean, it's 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 just it's an enclosed ground. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So you can yeah, charge you, to you go can in. Charge to get in. Yeah. It's a bit of seating. It's, yeah. it's disabled friendly. You can get all around the pitch. You could play. Yeah. 
a truer game where they, they play in front of a, a modest crowd. Yeah, no, if, you're, if you're probably playing, right. If they were playing somebody, you know, in, in a case of force majeure, if, you know, if there was, if there was no other Has a team ever played at three different grounds and four, <laughs> well, three different home grounds probably in one not. season? Probably not. Oh, it'd be interesting to see, wouldn't it? But they're they still can... promising that they're going to be playing back in Cornwall next, next year, but I'm not sure about that either. Salt Ash used to have a really nice little ground. Salt Ash got a half decent ground. There's not there's not big stands there or anything, though, is it? But they don't have big crowds. No, but Fal- Fal- maybe Falmouth have got a big yeah. big place. But then Falmouth are doing well. Why would they want? Yeah, yeah. Falmouth are now through to the last eight of the FA Vars. They won on yeah. Saturday, so they don't want. Mm. I mean, I I am almost sure that that uh, Truro probably asked Torquay again. Yeah, I'm, I mean, yeah, Torquay yeah. said no, yeah. obviously. But it's a shambles waiting to happen, isn't it? If they have yeah. two or three more games postponed, and it, yeah. it'll it'll rain some Fitting more. Fitting those games in on, the on that is ground now. is going to be really, really yeah. difficult. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to getting up there twice. We have to go there twice. We have to go and yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll get there. So let's have a little look ahead. Uh, Braintree on Saturday, the longest trip of the season. Yeah, my favourite badge. It's a good badge, isn't it? It's well, got no, sort of a factory on it or something. Yeah, no, I, no, it's the badge that I want it to be rather than the badge it is. The tree with the brain. Brain tree, yeah. yeah. But it's a good badge anyway. It's, a, it's like Barrow with is a it? nuclear sub on it. That's a good badge. Brain tree's got a factory on it. Cool. Um, yeah. Proper strange. working club then. 274 miles to Brain tree. Yeah, it's the longest one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's, it's halfway to Ipswich. It's an awful long way. It's more than halfway to Ipswich. Yeah. It's probably about 50 miles from Ipswich. Yeah, that's what I mean, halfway from London. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a long old trip. If you're making that trip, uh, fair play to you and enjoy it. Uh, They're only two points ahead of us. They're in eighth position. Yeah. So a win there puts us above them. We said that last week, didn't we? Let's be positive. They're unbeaten in five games. Yeah. As Ian kindly pointed out. Yeah, they're on a good run. They're on a decent run. Shaquille Coulthurst is playing for them. Good player. Good player. We had him on loan from Spurs. I forgot mm. we had him on loan from Spurs. Mm. I couldn't remember where he'd come from. Uh, scored two goals in six games for us in 2014, then yep. got injured. That's when I was away. Couldn't quite keep us up that season. No, that decent, season. Decent player. We liked him. Have you been on Braintree's website? No. It's great. Not yet. It's great because they've built it to look like a website from 1997. The, the only explanation is they've deliberately done it that way. It looks like when the, when the internet was invented, kids, in 1997, for anybody who's very young listening to this, yeah. websites all looked like Braintree's website. Okay, it's, I it must, must have a look. be a conscious thing. Are you sure it's just not bad it. designed? While we're talking, I'm turning away get from it the up. microphone, which is very rude, but I'm going to call up Braintree's website while we're talking. But uh, I know I don't think it's just bad design. I think it's kind of a groovy retro oh, kind of thing. Gosh. They probably drink craft beer and things up there. You know, Do you it's, reckon? It's, um, it's that kind of thing. Essex, isn't it? <laughs> it's Essex. Uh, we played them at Playmore on August the 28th, which I think was bank holiday. It was bank yeah, holiday yeah, weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it would be. Yeah. Uh, back then when we were all shiny and hopeful and we thought we were going to race to the top of the division and scrap with Yeovil for the championship two one, title. Was it? it was 2-1, you're correct. Jack Stobbs and Aaron Jarvis mm-hmm. scored the goals and it took us into fourth place. Did it really? Heady days. Yeah. Heady days. We'll just uh, just talk amongst yourselves for a while while my um, computer boots up. We'll come back to that. Uh, Tuesday, we're at Farnborough. Yep. 
Tunnel? Tunnel. Tunnel at Farnborough. I knew you were going to mention the Tunnel at Farnborough. You got in first. <laughs> yeah, their comedy night is tomorrow night. Oh, brilliant. The club. But Who's on? It wasn't anybody I'd heard of. Doesn't mean they were not great, but it no. wasn't anybody I'd heard of. Um, wasn't anybody who'd been on Would I Lie to You or anything like that. Right. So that old people watch. There's the Braintree oh my website. God, it is, isn't it? It's a 90. Oh, it's gone. Something's gone. Oh, that's my Microsoft Teams coming up. Uh, it's a 1997 website, isn't it? Yeah. It's quite um, good, though. I quite like it. Fair I, play to I, them. I, I don't. <laughs> they've done that deliberately because there's no other reason. I'm not sure they have done that deliberately. Maybe they've just used, oh, a te- no, I think uh, maybe so, they've just that, used an old template. No, I think I think they've looked at everybody else's website and thought, no, we're going to do something different. We're going to do something memorable. And they have. I, I it's wonder, a bit short I on information, if deliberate or not. It's a bit short on information. There's yeah. no... What I went on there for was to see who they've got in their squad and there's no squad information. Is it? Well, there we go. It's not it's, deliberate. It's not. It's, it's not. Well, I kind of like it. Okay. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Farnborough are 16th. They're six points behind us. So we should go. We should go and beat them. We should go and hammer them. We you've won 3 0. You've got to. We're 3 0 at play. Yeah. On you've got to. Two goals from Aaron Jarvis and one from Brad Ash. And again, we were in fourth place yeah. at that point. Okay. Um, I mean, what are our, our, our hopes? For, hopes, dreams. Hopes, dreams. Four points from the two games this week. Uh, I'll take six. A win and a draw. I'll, I'll take, take six. <laughs> I'd take four. Uh, would you? What, one four. from Braintree and, and... And three from Farnborough. Uh, tr- the trouble is, one from Braintree won't be enough for many people. No, true, true. That's going to be the tougher of the two games, though. Yeah. So. Well, you, you'd say that, but... Yeah. Farnborough, who knows. And I had a look through the Farnborough squad when I eventually found it, and um, I <coughs> can't see any ex-goals in there no. this time. But we saw, although Gary was saying this morning that um, t- teams are always active in the loan market. Just he did say that, arrive. didn't he? And I've not noticed that. Oh, but, noticed well, that. Uh, the, as soon as he said it, I thought, well, <coughs> when I do my research from my preview, yeah, he's right. Quite often, there is a new player been signed that week. Interesting. Teams fancy their chances against us. That's the well. That's, at the moment, they do. They, they do. they must do. Braintree must be rubbing their fingers together. We're not exactly their fingers. Their hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not exactly a free hit, but at the moment, they will fancy their chances, yeah. and there'll be a big crowd there because their fans will be wanting to see them beat uh, beat Gary Johnson's goals. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting chat about the reserve team. I thought I thought I'd just raise that question because it, it must be three or four years ago now. Didn't we get quite close to putting a reserve team in the Peninsula League? <coughs> yeah, t- Tim Herbert would remember that because I think he was probably working for the club yeah. at the time. But um, I, I can't remember why it didn't happen. But it was. I think. Yeah. I think actually the Pen- Peninsula League might have mm. said no in the end. I think they got quite badly bitten by Plymouth Argyle's reserves being in allowing them in and yeah. then them pulling out. Okay. Uh, it's, there was some people putting some old programs up on Facebook this week. I think it was in the it was one of the uh, the Yellow Army posts that wasn't about the current situation, and they were talking United Reserves programs from the sixties. Yeah, and we put some strong teams out in the Western League. Yeah, Fred Binney was playing in one. Mike Mahoney in gold. You know these great players playing um, in the reserve side. We were a league team then. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> players didn't get paid as much. 
in those mm. days. Therefore, you could you could employ more players. Yeah. Um, squads were first team squads and reserve teams were quite big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you and and there's not so many there's not so many leagues around no. for for reserves. The combination league was for reserves, like Gary was talking about just now. Yeah. Um, you didn't have, you know, college link-ups, under-18 teams that play no. all over the country. You know, there's a lot more going on. There is. But a reserve team in which Aaron Jarvis could have played a competitive 90 minutes yeah. against <coughs> a Buckland or a Bridgewater or a Biddeford or yeah. something like that yeah. um, the week before coming in would have to be a good thing. Yeah. I know it, I know you can't do it. and I understand that, but you know, pie in the sky kind of a yeah. way. Well, Gary agreed, didn't he? He said yeah. it was the, the ideal scenario, but it's just not where, where the club is. And then you'd have had the likes of Jake Wellington and Thomas Chaste and the, the young lads who are on the fringes and on yeah. the bench would be playing alongside... Men. Yeah. yeah. Pros in 90-minute muck and yeah. nettles games you every see, week. You uh, see... It would be beneficial for Jacob to go out, Jacob Wellington to go out and play for for uh, Biddeford or or you know or yeah, Dorchester, Dorchester or, uh, yeah, yeah, or yeah. Buckland, uh, but he's got too many games already playing yeah. for the college yeah. team and for the under under eighteen. So you it's, know, it's difficult, and he won't yeah. play against men in those no. those games. And there's always the thing. I know we used to talk about this as well, and uh, this was one of the things that Dave used to say is that if you play in that kind of a league you do stand a chance of getting clattered by somebody who's maybe an older player or somebody who's yeah, trying to absolutely. make a name for themselves uh, and you lose players that way yeah. but I still think you know the, the halcyon days when the reserve team played in the Western League you'd have had that kind of channel into the team and so Kevin Dawson is that yeah. close to fitness yeah. you know he's weeks away Ryan Hansen is weeks away from Nick Krask they could all be playing I, a bit in the Western <laughs> League Gary wasn't too forthcoming about who who is weeks away because I think he's been bitten a couple of times in the last yeah. couple of weeks where Achi and Pong and, and Jake uh, and, and Jack Stobbs had uh, fitness tests on the morning of one of the games. And I think that might have been yes. the, the, the St Albans game because he was hoping they would play. Mm-hmm. And of course, for that St Albans game, we were also missing Dean Moxie and Will Jenkins Davis because yeah. they were both suspended. Yeah. Suddenly, your plans even on the day, have massively altered. Well, there we go. It's been a little bit of a downbeat podcast this yeah. week. Yeah. But uh, the other thing I was going to ask you about, and I was going to ask Gary about it, but perhaps we'll save it for another time. You've seen all this talk about blue cards being... We've seen blue cards being used in the Western League. Well, they don't, they're not blue cards. They just... I don't think but they're it's, actually it, blue. It's a... It, well, yeah, it's the equivalent of a yeah, blue card, yeah. isn't it? It's a sin bin. They, they just sin bin them. Yeah. yeah. They don't... I don't think they... Uh, I think they tell them to go into the sin bin. I don't think yeah. they produce a card at the moment. But um, it's all rubbish, isn't it? Do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Um, not one league manager will agree with you. No. I, I, I like the idea of cracking down on dissent. I, nothing puts you off a football match more than players surrounding the referee. It doesn't happen so much at our level. No. But when you watch match of the day and you just see this kind of behaviour, you think somebody somewhere has got to stop this happening. Yeah. So whether a, a sin bin is the answer. But what do you do? You send five Chelsea players to the sin bin simultaneously. Oh, it's just, uh, honestly, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't think it'll happen. And if it does, it'll be a disaster. Yeah. Um, talking of officials, 
that offside decision yes. on Saturday when Aaron Jarvis had just come on. It was his first touch. He flicked it and set Brad Ash away. Yeah. Brad Ash had no one around him, would have been down, would have been heading towards goal. And the linesman saw a completely imaginary offside. Mm. It was nowhere near offside. Um, it's the worst offside decision yeah. I've ever seen. And <coughs> interestingly, when Aaron Jarvis came over to remonstrate with him, and he did for a while, yeah. he then put his hand... I saw the, the linesman put his hands up, and yeah. Aaron Jarvis... Aaron Jarvis, sorry. Aaron right. Downs. Yeah. Aaron yeah. Downs was remonstrating with him. And it looked like there was like an apology, and then Downs, he went, okay, that's what I was after, and walked away. Yeah. And then... Someone was down. It might have been. It might have been McGavin. I'm not sure, but someone was down for a while, and Tom Lapsley came running over. And yeah. you go, oh, Tom, leave it. <laughs> He's run right from the other side of the pitch oh, just Tom. to have a yeah, go at yeah, the, uh, yeah. the the referee. Spoke to him for ten seconds. Yeah, and then almost did a thumbs up. I don't think it was a thumbs up, but yeah. almost as if the the linesman has gone. Yeah. I made, a, I made a cock up. The lines, linos are human, yeah. aren't they? I yeah. mean, you, you, it was the worst one. It's I've a seen terrible it. decision, yeah. and it maybe it cost us a goal. But if they, I mean, of course, Brad Ash would have had to go on and score, yeah. and that that is, you know, I wouldn't put money on that either. But <laughs> well, <coughs> I wasn't going to say no. that. But, there you go. but yeah, I mean, that's you like to see that. If a mistake's been made, <coughs> just cough up and say, look, I, like I, I am I, at the I, moment. Yeah, yeah, I've made a mistake. Yeah, get on with it. Yeah, um, yeah, fair play. So I think oh. we've probably reached the end of the podcast. Julian's having a week off. He's not supplied us with our usual no. um, stats bundle. So um, we can't bring you that. But I Come think on, we've um, I think we've gone on quite long yeah, enough yeah. about that awful Saturday afternoon we spent at Playmore last week. <coughs> yeah, second uh, off one in a row. And we look forward to... Something better. Something better. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's Whatever hope we've got is. some points to talk about yeah. this time next week. Um, so. And we'll be back. So we finish. We still keep doing it, though. Yep. Come, Come on, on, you yellows. Come on, you yellows. Flying high below the Wembley archway sky today. Come on, you yellows. Prefer the pride, buckle up for the rally.